week, we looked at Jesus being the door. Uh, he's the entrance and access for his sheep. He stands between them and harm. Just to remind you again, here's a nice little picture of this. That's a sheepfold with a gate with an opening, sheep inside, and a shepherd who's actually in the gate. He's keeping outsiders out and the sheep safely in. Now we follow on in John 10, Jesus talking about not just being the door of the sheep or the gate of the sheepfold, but the good shepherd. And I'll read it to you, John 10, 1. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, you can imagine that happening there, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name. Think of that. He know, he, he's given them all a name. And he leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will... By no means, sorry, there is um, sauce on for two of you today. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Grace, are you taking them today? Sorry, I should have said that too. Okay. Rewind. Go on, girls, you go with Grace. We, have, we are trying to run youth and young people and, and even get back into doing children's work on Sundays, but we have to do one at a time because there's only one, one room at a time. Never mind. Where were we? They follow him for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger but will flee from him for they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration but they didn't understand the things which he spoke to them. Which is strange because they, what's, what's difficult to understand about sheep and shepherds? Then Jesus said to them again, most assuredly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief doesn't come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling runs away because he's a hireling and doesn't care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and I am known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father. I lay down my life for the sheep and other sheep I have which are not of this fold. Thank God for that, because most of us here are Gentiles, so we weren't of that fold, but we've been brought in through Jesus. Them I must also bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Therefore my Father loves me, because I lay down my life that I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, And I have power, authority to take it again. This command I've received from my Father. That's where the words of Jesus ends. John makes this comment. Therefore there was a division again among the Jews because of these sayings. And many of them said, he has a demon and is mad. Why do you listen to him? Others said, these are not the words of one who has a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Now the things that Jesus has said there about himself being the door and about 
gathering his sheep together and them knowing him knowing them by name and calling them out one by one may not seem radical or offensive to us but they were to some of his hearers they said that Jesus was mad even demonized now here's a clue to their reaction Jesus said I am the good shepherd not just a shepherd but the good shepherd and Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel and Zechariah all brought prophetic challenges and rebukes to the bad shepherds of Israel and Judah, the kings, the rulers, the priests, the false prophets. If you work through all the kings of, of Judah, the, the United Kingdom under Solomon, David and Solomon, Saul, David and Solomon, then the divided kingdom of Israel in the north and Judah in the south, you count them all up, how many good kings were there, you won't run out of fingers on two hands for how many good, good kings there were in all of those reigns. You can probably list the good shepherds on your, on your fingers of your hand. Against that background, Jesus claims to be the good shepherd. That is the true king, the true prophet, the true priest. He's already said very plainly, all who came before him were thieves and robbers. Not, not the good kings, no, but... The ones who come recently before him were contemporary with him. He is the true good shepherd. Now here's the news for us. We need a shepherd. A lot of people don't think like that. Last time I checked, I Did It My Way is one of the favorite uh, tunes to be played at funerals. To which my response is, yes, you did. We need a shepherd. That is how Jesus saw the people of his time, and that's how he sees us today. Matthew 9, 6, when Jesus saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Seems like the UK, they're a bit weary of COVID and stuff. A bit weary. The sheep having no shepherd. Famous scripture in Isaiah 53. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned every one to his own way. But then it goes on and says, And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. It's a paradox there. To save us lost sheep, Jesus became the sacrificial lamb and bore our sin. I want to say here today that people today are, are still wanting to find good shepherds. That is, people of integrity to lead them. They probably don't think of the word shepherd in that context. They think about prime minister or president or, or something like that. But it sums up their hope. They're looking for a good man to do good things for them. But perhaps most of those who come to a position to receive voter support and lead to power are going to disappoint our expectations. Almost certainly most of them. They are only human, fallen, sinful, like the rest of us. If you want a good shepherd, there's only one candidate. And he doesn't even need your vote. He is the good shepherd. Amen. Jesus. I want to read again to you Psalm 23. I did kind of impromptu last week, but we planned this week. In Psalm 23, David, who was a shepherd of sheep and then became the shepherd of Israel, writes about the Lord Yahweh being his shepherd. Most Psalms have a, have a verse zero, which we don't even notice, but there's a zero verse, which is inspired, it's scripture, 
And scripture says, this was a psalm of David. The Lord, Jehovah, Yahweh, is my shepherd. I shall not want. I will not be in need. It makes me to lie down in green pastures. It leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Bit of an old-fashioned yea there. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. My shepherd is with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. That's good news in Middle, middle, uh, middle East, okay? Oil on a dry head, burned from the sun, you know. My cup runs over with wine, not oil. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Picking up a few things from what Jesus said. And what David says as well. The good shepherd leads his sheep. Now we're not thinking of a hillside in Wales or the Lake District and a shepherd with sheepdogs. Eastern shepherds don't use sheepdogs. They lead their sheep. They call them by name. They call them out. Hey, come on, follow me. I've done a bit of uh, sheep herding in my time and, and even cattle herding. And, uh, and, and if, if they get to know their leader, the cowsman or the shepherd, you have, all you have to do is call them. This is a shepherd, not from up in the UK, but from somewhere like Bethlehem where the lambs were raised and became the sacrifice in the temple. The shepherds there led their sheep by calling them, even by name, and walking ahead of them. Jesus does not just watch over us. He leads us. He calls us by name, and we must listen for his voice and listen and learn to recognize his voice through his word and his spirit. Jesus is our shepherd, our leader, whoever sits in 10 Downing Street or in the White House in Washington. He's our leader. And that psalm is all about the confidence of having God, Jesus, as our shepherd. The good shepherd feeds and nourishes his sheep. The shepherd leads his sheep to green pastures and still waters. He feeds them what is good for them. Now, sheep don't necessarily know what's good for them. And a sheep can eat too much of something or something that's bad for them, and they get bloat. I didn't want to do a picture of this. You'd be, you'd be really disturbed by it. What happens is that they eat something, and it ferments in their stomach faster than their stomach can digest it. So, so they bloat out. They Their whole tummy becomes tight like a drum. And then they can't stand because they're getting... So they fall over, they roll over, their legs are in the air. And by the time that they're bloated like this and there's green froth coming out of their nostrils and their mouth, they are well on the way to dying. Now I know from my uncle, who's a farmer, that the way you rescue a sheep like that, if it's still breathing, is you get a long knitting needle kind of thing with a very sharp end and you've got to pierce that cow's... Sorry, not the cow, the sheep's stomach. And I said to him, I suppose you need to know where. He said, well, it helps to know where, but otherwise a good guess will have to do. Without intervention, the sheep dies because they eat more than is good for them or they don't know what's good for them. Jesus knows what's good for us. 
We need to learn some humility about the fact we don't necessarily. We need his warnings as well as his promises to keep us from what is good for us. We need to be led and fed by him. The good shepherd recovers and restores his sheep. There may be times when we wander away or when we've chosen what is not good for us. Listen again to the words of that shepherd's psalm. He restores my soul. Soul's not a bit of you, it's all of you. It's your person, your being. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. Even if I wandered out of them for a time, he leads me again in the paths of righteousness. Not for even for my sake, but for his name's sake. Because he's called his name over us. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. In Isaiah 40, which, is, which was written 600 years before Jesus came, and it was about a then future Messiah, we have this, Isaiah 40. Behold, the Lord God shall come with a strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work before him. Now that's, that's hey, big king's coming in. The noble king's going to shatter all these enemies. He's going to take over. Yeah! Look at the next verse. The same king, the same future king when when Isaiah wrote this, he will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will carry the lambs with his arms and carry them in his bosom, that's his chest, and gently lead those who are with young. The same victorious, all-conquering king is the good, kind, gentle shepherd. The same Jesus. Jesus has every bit of authority to rule us and command us, yet he is a shepherd who leads us, feeds us, gathers us, carries us, and restores his people when they've gone astray or they've got themselves into some trouble. And the good shepherd defends his sheep, protects his sheep. Before David was the king or shepherd of Israel, he was a shepherd of real sheep. And when a lion attacked his sheep, he killed it. And when a bear attacked his sheep, he killed it. You think, good for you, mate. Hang on, think about it. He, sh- he risked his life for some sheep? He took on a bear, a lion, single-handed? Jesus said, when there's real danger to sheep, a good shepherd fights for them. But the test of a good shepherd is that he fights when there's danger. But a bad shepherd will run away rather than risk his himself. Jesus did not just risk his life for us. He says it five times in this passage. He laid down his life for us. He had this command from his father. He had authority to lay it down and to take it again. He he laid it down for our sakes for our atonement, for our redemption. He chose death that we may live. And now risen and exalted to heaven, our Savior Jesus does not leave his people undefended. If our enemies get the upper hand for a while, let me tell you this, those who misuse his people will pay the cost in the end. You cannot get away with using and abusing God's sheep, the children of God. We're going to come to communion in a minute. Jesus laid down his life 
for his sheep. That's the, for us, many of us, the beginning of understanding the Good Shepherd. We, we come to the cross, we come to the gospel, and we understand Jesus came for us, and he came to die for us, and he rose again for us. And with those simple facts in mind, we, 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 we submit ourselves into the care of Jesus, and then we begin to discover some things about him. Oh, what a shepherd. What a shepherd. That Psalm 23 is so familiar. We, you could have all said it, probably, recited it with me. But I, t- I just want to urge you, read it again to yourself, out loud today, slowly. God, Jehovah, is my shepherd. Except he's given us another name to know him by. It's a very precious name. Jesus. Jesus is my good shepherd. We take these thoughts as we're going to breaking bread together today. Can we serve, please? Get you one of our little pots. And uh, peel them carefully one at a time, top layer, which is...